In John 17, verses 14 and 15, Jesus is praying for the disciples, for the church. And he prays that even though we would be in the world, we would not be part of the world, not of this world today on Hot Topics. Hi, this is Robert Furrow. If you're new here, consider subscribing, liking, sharing, and ringing the bell. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. The Bible tells us that God loves the world so much that he sent a son. And the Bible also tells us that Satan is the God of this world. So we have to be in the world, but as we're gonna learn from the scriptures, we're not supposed to be of the world because the characteristics of the world are so bad. I wanna give you six things the Bible says about us and the world. The first is in 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17, where we are told, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is passing away. But we are eternal and we will forever be in the kingdom of God. So it gives us a definition of the world. Those three things. First of all, the lust of the flesh. That's our desires. That's our ungodly desires. We can have desires to do what God wants us to do and to do the things the Lord wants us to do, or we can follow the desires of our flesh, which aren't always ungodly, but at times they are. Galatians talks about this in Galatians chapter five, where it says that if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So in order to not fulfill those lusts, we walk in the spirit and that's how we battle it. But it goes on to say, that there's a battle going on inside of us, the spirit fighting against the flesh and the flesh fighting against the spirit. And listen to this list in Galatians 5, verses 16 through 21 on the deeds of the flesh. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, you ready? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. So there's more than just that, which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now notice the key there is those that practice. As a Christian, you practice righteousness. You practice loving God and loving people around you. You may sin and be forgiven for that, but you don't practice these things because if we love Jesus, we wanna keep his commandments. And so we are not in the world and this is the lust of the flesh that's in the world. The second thing that John 2 tells us is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. This is wanting to surround ourselves with beautiful things, looking around us, wanting money so we can buy different kinds of things from the world. If you're part of the Word of Faith movement, then you're taught that you are supposed to be rich, that God wants you rich, but that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that if anyone teaches godliness as a means of financial gain, withdraw yourself from that person. For godliness with contentment is great gain. And we are not to be living for the things that we can get or the things that we can have. And it's not that being rich is wrong. It's wanting to be rich, right? The Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And that those who are rich are instructed not to trust in the uncertainty of riches and being willing to share. And so we wanna make sure that we don't get caught up in just trying to surround ourselves with beautiful things. That is part of the world. The third thing that it says is the pride of life. 
And this is where you want to be well-known. You want to be famous. And we all have this in us. Jesus said to the Pharisees, these were, were supposed to be spiritual people. Don't stand on the street. Don't be like the Pharisees who stand on a street corner and pray thus to themselves. When you pray, go in your prayer closet and pray in secret where your father who sees you in secret can reward you openly. And we're told that that's the way we're supposed to live. Instead of wanting to be famous, we want the sphere of influence that God has given us to be able to bring him glory, to be used by him. And there is a difference between those two. And the main difference in that is pride. When you are prideful, the pride of life, you want people to know who you are. You want to be famous. When you're humbly being used by God, God can exalt you and use you in incredibly powerful ways. The second thing that the Bible says about us and the world is that friendship with this world is to be an enemy of God. And in James chapter four, James gives us a passage that is really heavy and shows us that we are not to be friends with this world. And when we understand the description in 1 John chapter two, we understand why we're not supposed to be friends with the world. Listen to what James says, and this is heavy. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God and that whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God? Or do you not think the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In other words, we're supposed to put off the desires for the world, humbly seek God, and we will not be an enemy of God. The third thing the Bible tells us about us and the world is found in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, where it says that we are to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. And then it says, and not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Boy, those are two different words, aren't they? To be conformed to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life conforming you into something that this world is about and that you are a part of this world. Or turning your back on those things, walking in the spirit, being transformed by God, your inner man being renewed, and God doing the work inside of you that he wants to do. That same passage goes on to say, and that proves that the will of God is good and acceptable and perfect for you. The fourth is from Colossians 3, 2, which tells us to set our mind on the things above and not on the things of the earth. This is that we're not constantly thinking of earthly things, but we know that we have a heavenly father, that that is our destination eventually, and that we think about what is good and pure. The Bible even tells us when we're dealing with strongholds that we're to take captive every thought. We're not just to go wherever our thoughts would take us. And I think maybe as Christians, we think too much about this world instead of putting our mind on the things in heaven. And of course, someone's gonna say, well, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Don't let anyone try to persuade you with those words. The truth is, if we are not heavenly minded, we will not be any earthly good. The fifth is from Philippians 3, 20 and 21, which tells us that we are citizens of heaven. We are going to dwell in heaven. We have not yet gone home. In fact, the Bible says that in the last days, when God pours his wrath down upon this earth, he will pour it down on those who dwell on the earth, Revelation 3.10. And at the end of the book of Luke, where it says, pray that you would be counted worthy to escape these things that are gonna come upon those who dwell on the earth. You and I are not earth dwellers. 
We have a citizenship in heaven. We are pilgrims. We're just passing through. Like Abraham, who looked for a city whose foundations were built by God, we are supposed to have our eyes on our citizenship in heaven and know, literally, that we are not a part of this world. And sixth, we find in Matthew 6, 24, that Jesus said, you cannot love God and mammon. That would be God and riches or God and money. You're going to end up loving one and hating the other. This again, this duplicity when we try to be in the world and to have our citizenship up in heaven, we just can't do it. We cannot stay in the middle. We will end up hating one and loving the other. And that's why we have to make a decision to say, I am not part of this world and I'm not gonna live for the things of this world, but I'm gonna live for him. Now, we know what happens when we blow it, and all of us do. The Bible says, if you say you have no sin, that you're lying, so <laughs> don't pretend. So we all do know that we need that forgiveness, but as far as our practice goes, as far as our decision that I am going to live not for the things of this earth, I'm not gonna live for this world, I'm gonna be in this world, but I am not gonna be of this world. And now we understand why Jesus prayed that prayer. And think about that. We have his prayer for us that we would be in the world, but not of the world. That makes that place ultimately possible because our savior prayed that very thing for us.